A R Raindrop Drop top Like a goes a pass We have not offset But it's set off for the takeoff Party what a hottie got a body like Cardi B Bob Marley I pass the weed Pass the trades Great lyrics are a masterpiece You can find me in the house Like a Marley Jane got a motherfucking ass Like I'm Charlie Sheen Holy shit What is going on Everybody Welcome back to the Step Bloke podcast today So I am by myself Emma is currently um, on holidays back in the old Sea town 2794. So I thought I'd just do a potty today by myself and just explain my journey through weight loss and mental health. And I'm just letting you know that if you do have mental health or you're wanting to lose weight, um, there's people out there that can help you, especially with your mental health. So reach out to people and it, it is not weak to speak so first of all I'll start off with some first world problems because I love that um, because I love that segment so what is the go with girls these days and saying slay slay girl that is like an ick and a fir- not a first world problem it's more so of an ick I'd say that is just yuck Slay, what the fuck is that shit? And my first world problem for today is, so every morning I have to set an alarm because I'm a tradie and I get up early. It's whatever. So you wake up five or ten minutes before your alarm. So you wake up and you go, I wonder what the time is. And you've got five minutes left of sleep. That is the worst feeling and the worst start to your day in the whole world. But on the other hand, if you wake up, sometimes I wake up and it's like 1 a.m., I'm like, yes, I've still got, I don't know, five hours left of sleep. That's also the best feeling. So I'm just going to go straight into it and talk about my weight loss journey and also leading into, I suppose, my mental health that I've had throughout uh, my younger years. So starting off, I've always been a chubby kid for ever since I can remember I think there was a stage there when I was about maybe 13 or 14 when I lost a bit of weight and was looking alright but then just put it all back on and when you're it's a weird thing but when you're fat I guess you don't really like you know you're fat but you don't accept it if that makes sense I remember when I was at my heaviest I I hadn't looked in the mirror I wasn't um, weighing myself on scales at all but I didn't know how heavy I actually was. And I, when I was playing footy, I got put in the front row. And I was like, why am I in the front row? It's I know it's hard to hear, um, like hard to believe that. But that's what I was going through. And, and I couldn't play. I used to play full 80 minutes on the footy field. And I'd get to like 15 minutes in and be like, I am stuffed. What's, what's going on? And I, that was me not realising that I was the weight I was. So my heaviest, I was um, 100 and... The heaviest I weighed myself, actually. I could have been heavier, I'm not sure. Was 112.5 kilos, I think it was. Man, that's a big boy. So this all started... I'll just take you back. So that was my heaviest. I'll just take you back until the start of it. So... I'd say it probably started to spiral out of control 
around the age of 18. So I've always been fat, but I've, I also, I, sorry, I started losing, putting on weight more so at the age of 18, around the year 11 to 12 mark. And so I was talking to a chick, I'm not, not saying this is her fault, but this is where my, also my mental health sort of jumped in as well. So I was also already um, large, I reckon I probably would have been 100 kilos at this point. So I was talking to this chick and she, I guess you could say she led me on talking to heaps of different guys and things like that. I won't mention names, but you, if you know me, you probably know who she is. Um, yeah, so that wasn't all her fault, but I was wrapped around her finger, you could say, like crazy. And she was talking to other guys and what else. Anyway, so that all ended and I was pretty heartbroken. So I was, I wouldn't say deeply in love, but I, I think I was pretty in love at that point and didn't really know what to do. And there was one night there, there were, I had some things going on with school and things like that. And there was one night there, I remember lying in bed and just crying, bawling my eyes out. And I didn't want to tell mum and dad because, you know, that's scary and I didn't know what they were going to say. And these thoughts were running through my head um, that I never want to experience again. And this isn't, this isn't just from that breakup. Um, but it's also from where I was at mentally. I didn't have a job. Um, I was literally selling, this was my job. If you know me, you probably already know this, but I was literally selling vapes as a job. And mum and dad, they knew, but obviously they weren't too happy with it. So I was literally selling vapes for a job and I was just had no path in life. Excuse me, sorry. So I had no path in life and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I didn't know what my goals were and I was lying in bed bawling my eyes out and I've rung up Bev, shout out to Bev and I remember he was at work and I was just bawling and bawling and bawling and so I've asked if I can go pick him up from work and go for a drive so I've just stormed out of the house. Dad's trying to ask me what's wrong, things like that. And I just ran out to the car, jumped in the car, and me and Bev went on a drive, and we just talked for ages. And I was just crying and crying, just because I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was going in life. Everything was just not going well. So, after that, that was, I'm going to say, I was around 18. And then, fuck, this is hard to do, potty by yourself. Sorry guys, bear with me. Um, so, I was around 18 at the time. And going out was the thing to do. But little did, little did I know, it would be my downfall at the time. So, I was going out both Friday and Saturday nights for as long as I can remember. I had this FOMO, I guess you could say, fear of missing out. And my mates would go out and I'd have to go out with them. And I was drinking and drinking and drinking. And I'd come home and just sleep all day. 
either on the Saturday or the Sunday and then go out again. Uh, it was just the thing to do. And then, so that was not good for my mental health to start with. So you'd wake up feeling hungover as and all you'd want to do is sleep. And then, have you seen, the, I don't know if you have seen, but those TikToks, those Sunday night TikToks, that is because you're going out partying and drinking and you're coming home on a Sunday night and I'm not sure whether you regretted things you did over the weekend but you're going into Monday into a job that you probably don't like and you're it's like a depressing night I guess you could say anyway so I was partying every weekend and that's when drugs came into the occasion so I'm not sure how old I was when I first tried drugs. I'm not sure if mum and dad even know this. So mum and dad, if you're listening, um, yeah, I've done, <laughs> I've done drugs. So drugs was the hardest part to my mental health. So you start doing drugs and you feel on top of the world. And I wasn't addicted, but I would do them every few weeks. And it, uh, I'm not sure how to explain it. Like, you feel on top of the world, I guess, and all you want to do is just keep going and chasing that high, I guess you could say. And every time I'd go out, I'd have to I'd have to have drugs to think I could have fun, if that makes sense. So, I remember uh, one night, I was doing, I don't know, five caps, five capsules of MDMA, and you'd, th- you'd feel on top of the world, you'd think you were amazing. Or even you'd go through a bag with one of your mates. And if you finished it, you'd be like, oh, let's get another one, let's get another one. So that was crazy. And the nights from that, I got... So you come home and you sleep. But the night after is the worst. So you're just in bed. This is what I was feeling anyway. In bed and clearly with no control of where my life was going. And you just, you just spy. I was just spiraling, I guess you could say, and not knowing what to do. Spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And these thoughts that came into my head, obviously, I thought about ending it all. I, I don't know how serious I was at that point, but lying in bed on those nights, and all you know is that you've done, you're doing drugs and you partying and have no way in life. And I can't imagine how hard it would have been for mum and dad to see their son do this, go out every weekend, party every weekend, come home for the week, have no job and whatever. They were so, I don't, I don't understand how they didn't kick me out of the house or anything, but they have two beautiful daughters who chasing their uni degrees um, one's a teacher and one's becoming to be a teacher and they have this son at home who's 112 kilos overweight um, partying every weekend has no way about life and is starting to think that he doesn't want to live anymore pretty much so mum and dad I love you guys so so much so thank you for not kicking me out of the house so there was one stage there where I actually wanted to do something with my life and 
um, Darcy Foxall was actually in the army and I wanted to have a look and see what that was about. So I was just looking one day and found a few positions that I'd like to go for. I'm not sure what they're called. I'd just call them soldiers and something else. I don't know. But I thought I could go there and I thought it would turn my life around and I could lose some weight. And the paycheck, the paycheck, sorry, was actually pretty good at the time. I think it was like 80K or something like that. So I applied for that and I got through, which was quite surprising. And then um, I had to go to Canberra for like a interview day, I guess you could say. And this is when I found out how heavy I was. So I didn't realise, but I had to buy, I had to buy a suit. And I think I brought like a two extra large shirt and extra large pants or even two XL pants. And you just think, you don't know how big you are until you have to buy new clothes or you actually step on the ca- on the scales. So for the army, you have to step on scales because you have to be a certain weight, I'm pretty sure. And I stepped on and I was a hundred and I think it was that number that I said before, 112.5. And that was the only thing wrong with my application is how heavy I was so they told me I had to get under I think it was under 98 so that was my next goal I finally had some goals about me so I went home and I did end up getting to that weight with the job I was doing so I was moving pipes shout out to shout out to Jake Watt we used to move pipes these irrigation pipes big metal things in the freezing cold I don't know, like 6am, it was crazy physical, but yeah, I ended up getting under that 98 kilos, and I had to go into the doctors to send the army a doctor's certificate that actually was that way, anyway, so they did that, all good and done, but the army just ghosted me, right, and didn't hear back from them or whatever, so that was it, I was like, what do, what do I do now, I don't know what to do, so went back partying, things like that, and this is when I got into talks with um, the big cum dog, shout out to Matt Cumming, um, I was like, oh, how's your apprenticeship, because he was doing a landscaping apprenticeship at the time, and I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do, or what I wanted to, what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to move out of Cowra, that was one thing I wanted to do, was move out. And if you have a chance to move out of your hometown, wherever you are, I strongly recommend that you move out. It is the best job, the best thing that will ever happen to you. So, so Matt was sending me some things on Instagram, just like some landscaping apprenticeships that were coming up um, on the coast. And then he messaged me and said that the guys who he's working for and who I work for now are doing a apprenticeship so I applied for that and came out for a two-week trial and got the job I don't know how I got the job I was the um I was the worst worker I didn't know what hard work was I didn't know how to work hard I suppose in that particular industry and I was going into a it's a landscaping apprenticeship so it's in the trade in the tradies part and I've, I've never worked as a tradie before so I didn't really know what I was doing and so, yeah, so I'm up here now on the coast and I got that job after the two-week 
record, two-week trial. So I'm so grateful that the boss has stuck with me and allowed me to have this opportunity. And then lockdown comes around. This was when things really started to change for my weight loss. So lockdown came around, uh, I, don't, I don't know when it was, but I had previously brought a gym membership up here, but I didn't go. I, I think I went once. So that was me being lazy and not wanting to hit the gym or whatever. But it was it was night. I remember this was, was night time and this was the change of my body shape, I suppose, you could say the start of my weight loss so I brought the habitual fitness home gym workout things I guess it's just it's just weights like dumbbells and barbells and just plate weights and I brought that and when that came I was the happiest man alive because I knew I could work out at home and not have to go anywhere so I became obsessed with getting as fit as possible so I'm not sure what weight I started at. I I think it was 98. I think I was hovering around that 98 still. And I didn't have a scale at this time. So I would wake up. I remember some days I would wake up in the morning. Absolute crazy man. And just go for runs at 4 or 5 in the morning in the rain. Who cared if it was raining? I didn't care. I just wanted to get fit and look skinny and look good. And be happy with myself. I used to, at night times, I would sit there and just watch continuous David Goggins videos. I actually read his book, which is really good, highly recommend. Um, I would just sit there and read his book and watch his videos. But I also also watch just motivational videos just on repeat. And having these goals set. I didn't know what weight I wanted to get at because obviously I didn't have a scale. But I just wanted to get as skinny as I could. And then you start to see results. And there was one day there I put my photos next to each other. And I didn't realise how far I'd come. And I was quite surprised. So I went out and bought a scale. And I weighed myself. And it I never remember the... I'll, sorry. I'll always remember the smile I had on my face. I weighed myself on... So my floor was like fake tile if that makes sense so I weighed it on the fake tiles and I think it came up with like 83 point something I'm not sure I was like oh that can't be right it must be like a mistake so I went out on the concrete and it said the same number 83 point whatever it was I was like oh no these batteries are broken or something and I tried it like three or four times and I couldn't believe it that I was that light I had never been. I probably hadn't been 83 kilos since I was poor. <laughs> if you like, year eight, something ridiculous like that. And I rang up mum and dad. I was like, "Well, guess what weight I am?" And they guessed, I don't know, 93, 90. And then I said, "You won't believe it, but I am 90. No, what was I? <laughs> I was 83 kilos." And yeah, so that was a big achievement for me so I guess that's why I've started my gym TikTok which I need to start posting more on on my gym page because I want to show people that it's possible 
and that you can achieve things that don't seem likely. So I've just got some tips here for some weight loss if you're looking to lose weight or even just get into exercise at all. So it's pretty brutal, pretty brutal advice, but no one's coming to tell you to lose weight or no one's coming to help you, but you need to do it for your own mental health. And I guarantee if you're a bigger person out there and you're struggling with either your mental health because of because you're overweight or you just want to lose some kegs, go to the gym and be hard on yourself. David Goggins is the best for this and he had a thing called an accountability mirror, I think it was. And you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, like, you're fat, you're ugly, you need to lose weight, you need to get stronger. Or even if it's the other way around, you're skinny and you want to get bigger. You have to be hard on yourself for you to realise these goals. And that leads on to setting goals for yourself and ticking them off each week. So whether it be clean diet or the set weight you want to hit, as in body weight wise, or even in the gym if you want to hit different type of weights, either like squatting or deadlifting, they are the biggest advice I would do. And also for weight loss, um, eating, dieting. Dieting is 70, I would say 70 to 60% of how you lose weight. So you need to eat in a calorie deficit, which is eating less calories than you burn throughout the day. So when I was doing it, I think I was tracking about 1,500 calories and weight was just shedding off me. But that won't shed off you. It, w- it won't shed off you. It'll come off slowly. But to make it shed off you, you need to work extremely hard. You need to run. You need to do cardio. People trying to lose weight, I don't know how well it works, but like morbidly obese people trying to lose weight doing weights, I don't think that is the right way to go about it. That's just my personal opinion anyway. So there's some tips for my weight loss. And I want to just touch on some tips for my mental for sorry, not my mental health, for helping someone else or even you if you're struggling with mental health. Number one is talk to someone. So I talked to, I eventually told mum and dad, um, and I talked to my friends as well, my closest mates. So that is a big thing because it, it feels like a weight slips it off your shoulders that when you talk to someone, I guess. Or write it down. When I first came up to the Central Coast, I had a book and I was writing things down because things weren't, I guess I wasn't liking things at the time, so I was writing them out, and it it really does help if you don't have anyone close to talk to. See it. Another one is see a psychologist. I have never personally seen one, but I've been told that they are so good and they are probably the most helpful people in the world with things like that. Obviously, they are trained to do it. So I would highly recommend to see one of those. And also clear your head with the things you like doing. So if you're having a bad day or something, go and do something that makes you happy. Or whether it's, I don't know, go to the beach or go to the gym. I guarantee you, I reckon, 
if you have mental health problems and you're not in the gym or you don't exercise, I think you should go for a walk or a run and the feeling you feel when you finish a workout or a run or just a little cardio session or even a walk, you feel accomplished, I guess, in a way and it's the best feeling in the world. So that's it for the mental health and weight loss side of things. I just wanted to touch on a few goals I've set for myself that I'm not sure, five or ten years down the track. But I don't want to be stuck in a nine-to-five job and all you do is go home. Sorry, all you do is go to work and then come back home. That's just not life and I don't want to live life like that. I remember one one of my workmates said that if you, all you do is come come to work, do your job and go home. And I thought about it and that's not what I want to do. I want to do something that I can actually live. People people doing nine to five jobs, I'm not sure what the percentage of you there is, but surely that you don't want to be doing that job. And my biggest advice is, is that go and chase your dreams. Everyone has a dream. Go and chase it. I know so many people that I hope they aren't stuck doing the same job or whatever for the rest of their life because everyone has so much potential and you don't understand how, I guess, how heartbreaking it would be to see some people staying in the same job their whole life. If if you love that job, that's fine. Like, go for it. But... If you're, I don't know, working at Macca's, surely that's not your goal in life. Like Working at Macca's is fine if you're, I don't know, 14 or 15 or whatever. But if you're working at Macca's and you're 22, 23, and it's not what you actually want to do, you're just wasting years of your life. That's my, that's my opinion anyway. So that is all for today's episode i'm sorry is a bit sketchy just with one of us it's hard but i'm not sure whether there'll be an episode next week because me and emo are going to the races so that'll be fun we're going to the races this weekend and then emo's going back home but i might take the potty set down we might do a little review on how my day was on friday night and saturday night so yeah that's me done. Um, I hope you can take out of this something. And if you are struggling with either weight loss or mental health and you want to reach out to me, I'm happy. I'm sure everyone has my Instagram or even on Snapchat and reach out to me and I'm happy to help anyone that is struggling. Or even tell someone. I know it's hard. Oh, a little story I was going to say about not so much mental health, but about men's mental health. One of my mates called me the other day and he was crying and he was saying how it's weak for men to cry. It's not. Like, everyone has emotions. I'm not sure where the last time I cried was, but it would have been a few months ago, I'd say. But if you're on the urge of crying or feeling like you're about to cry, don't hold it back because you think it's weak or you'll be looked down upon. Let it out and tell people why 
or whatever so they can help you because men's mental health is the biggest thing in I'm not sure about the world but definitely Australia that so many men are committing suicide each and every day and I think we need to open our eyes to this problem more it's so crazy that the numbers if you I'm not sure what the numbers are off the top of my head but I think it's one in three or one in five men have mental health problems or I'm not sure about the suicide rate but yeah it's something along those lines and my biggest advice is for you guys to speak out about it and don't let it build up inside you if it builds up inside you it just eats you away and eats you and eats you and eats you eats you until it's got you and that's when suicide becomes a real thing so yeah that's all for today guys a bit of a journey my journey and yeah hopefully see you next time later bolt